Now it's time for Radio Church on 4CRM, presented this week by Pastor Jeff Grant from the Uniting Church in Serena. Thanks, Riley. Jeff has chosen something from Hillsong to commence the program. Jesus, what a beautiful name.
This is Pastor Jeff Grant from the United Church in Serena. Welcome to Radio Church on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Dear ones, the Holy Bible reveals a God who is both Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Our God is constantly reaching out to lost men and women with the gospel message of love and forgiveness. He also wants us all to know and experience the life of grace we can have through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is God the Son. I'd like to begin with a brief prayer. We worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You truly are God Almighty, and we thank you earnestly, Lord, for all you are and all you have done in us and for us. We have come together in this radio church service to worship and praise you. So may your Holy Spirit open our hearts and minds to your word and to the songs of praise and draw us closer in our walk with you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Beloved, the Holy Bible says, talking about Jesus, he saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we ourselves had done, but because of his own mercy that he saved us through the Holy Spirit, who gives us new birth and new life by washing us. God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ, our Saviour, so that by His grace, we might be put right with God and come into the possession of the eternal life we hope for. And now to begin, let's hear from Keith Green.
was There is Our Redeemer by Keith Green. You're listening to Radio Church on 4CRM Mackay 107.5 FM. Jeff Grant here, and today I have a message for you that I've called The Disciples Senior Pastor. And again, I've returned to this book on spiritual discipleship by dear brother J. Ospel Sanders. The first part of this message I've entitled, Jesus Says You Will Live If You Put Me First. I'd like to ask you, what is your spiritual capital like? That's your investment in God and His Word. You know, we're commanded in Scripture many times over to be holy or perfect. It's an impossible standard to attain and to keep. And you know, even though we struggle uh, to obey these commands... Uh, most of us fall into two great extremes. Uh, among all the servants of God, some are not exercising enough effort because some of us think we're just not worthy or not capable or we're not strong. Uh, and so we don't put a lot of effort into our ministry or our mission or even our, even our walk with God. While other people are often close to burnout because they're throwing so much of themselves in their own efforts, their own strength, into all that they believe God's called them to do. And there's a wonderful word in the New Testament called fellowship. You may have heard the original term of koinonia, and that means partnership. It's a partnership and a participation with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and this word appears five times in the New Testament as that word partnership. Now, in my text for today from John 14, Jesus explains the details of this partnership with God. Let me read the first part uh, from John 14, 15 through 19. Jesus speaking, and he says, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. As I just mentioned, I've called this first part. Jesus says, you will live if you put me first. He's talking about a love, a relationship, therefore, of love and obedience. You know how the lovely song says, um, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And that's what this relationship's all about. It's a mixture of love for Jesus and obedience to him. One affects the other. We can't love him if we don't obey him. And if we obey him, we'll certainly live, learn to love him. You know, beloved, the Father is sovereign over all things. And so in this passage, Jesus asked the Father on our behalf to send us another advocate, another lawyer. And in the New Testament, or in the Greek language rather, there's, there's two words for another. And one of them means another of a different kind, and one means another of the same kind. And in this verse, in John fourteen sixteen. It has the meaning of another of the same kind. So the Lord Jesus is saying, 
uh, I'm going to send you another advocate of the same kind as me. He's going to help you, and he's going to be with you forever. That's his goal, to help and be with you. The world can't know him, but he lives with us, and he'll be in us. The Spirit hadn't been given at that point. That didn't happen until Acts chapter 1, or Acts chapter 2, rather. Now, I need to point out that to love Jesus begins by our appreciating of all that he is, and all that he's accomplished for us. That's what I said in our opening prayer today. Love and gratitude are inextricably connected and they are entwined together. To, you know, to believe all the Bible says about Christ and not love him is impossible. And yet some people do claim to be believers, but they don't live as Christ directs and Christ expects. And Jesus reminds them and us I will not leave you to be alone. I will come to you and you will see me and you will live because I live. Now, cast your mind back to our good friend Peter, the Apostle. All through the Gospels, Peter is enthusiastic. He's always the one to speak first. He's always the one to offer, offer advice. He doesn't always get it right, but he's, he's most enthusiastic. Yet, yet all during this time, Peter, like so many of us, uh, was relying on his own strength, his own ideas, his own inclinations, and he wasn't relying upon the Lord Jesus. And that's why he failed. That's why he fell. That's why he denied Christ those three times. But later on in his life, Peter became a mighty uh, missionary and certainly an apostle. And in his letter, 1 Peter, and in chapter 3, verse 15, he says, In your hearts, reverence Christ as Lord. In other words, as I've learned to do, Peter says to us, always put Jesus first. And all your decisions and all your considerations, in all your thoughts, in all your speech, don't just blurt things out because it seems appropriate at the time. Wait and just shoot up a prayer. And ask the Lord Jesus, is this what I need to be saying? Dear ones, Jesus is saying here that he will be with us in all that we do. All of our experiences and our trials and even our joys. And he will reveal his presence to us in many and varied ways. And wonderfully, he will cause us to live just as he lives. Remember in John 10, he says, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, life to the full. And life to the full means recognizing that God is our senior partner, the disciples' senior partner. And Jesus certainly qualifies to be that. It's a most wonderful promise. And it's based on our mutual relationship of love, plus our commitment to obey Him in all things. Now, we struggle to always obey but as we walk with Jesus, as we learn to do that, as we learn to listen to him and enjoy, enjoy him and spend time with him, the obedience is so much easier. And we'll find that the disobedience becomes less and less as the years go on, as we learn to walk with him. He is promising us here a unique life. Unlike all the unbelievers who live solely for happiness or safety or pleasure or achievement or, or success, 
we are given the life of Jesus, the life that he lived to be lived through us. So it's very clear here that obedience comes easier, more easily I should say, when we are conscious of unlimited and unconditional love from Jesus who is our senior partner. Bless him. Let us pause for a moment as we hear from the newsboys and they sing Jesus paid it all. Church and you're listening to Force Hour in Bacchae 
107.5 FM. And I'm sharing with you today a message I've called The Disciples Senior Partner. We've looked at that first part from a text in John 14 uh, where Jesus says, You will live if you put me first. Now the second part I've called Jesus says, The Father will live in us. I'm going to read for you John 14, 20 to 23. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Jesus says here, He is in the Father, just as we are in Him. It's actually Peter verse, verse 15. Uh, verse 15 said, If you love me, keep my commands. And now he says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Um, the important issue here is that we are to have his commandments so as to keep them. How do you rate yourself in having his commandments? I don't mean that you can quote the Ten Commandments or, or love, the, uh, love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. I don't just mean those commandments. I mean every thought and every word that Jesus expressed through his word, both in the old and the new. You see, this is an explicit direction to become so familiar with his written word that obedience is the norm and not the exception. Now the Father, Jesus says, will also love us as we obey Jesus, just as Jesus does, and he also will show himself to us. Now I'd like to remind you of, of some failures in the Bible. The first and most obvious failure was Adam. Adam had a perfect relationship with God. And for a brief time, God the Father was Adam's senior partner. He gave Adam, uh, he delegated to Adam lots of roles uh, to name all the animals. And, and when Eve was created out of Adam's rib, uh, he got to name her as well. And so the two of them were in the garden enjoying a wonderful relationship with God, doing all that he asked them to do. Until suddenly they broke the one thing God said, don't do, don't eat from that particular tree. And that broke their fellowship with God. That broke the partnership with God. What a tragedy. The most tragic person who ever lived was Adam, the son of God. There are many such examples in the Bible, old and new, of people who who tragically didn't understand that God was meant to be their senior partner. King Saul was another one. He started off so well. He was so full of faith, and he prophesied. He was brave and courageous, and he led uh, the, the armies of Israel to victory. Uh, but gradually, sin took over his life. He stopped having fellowship with God and became far more interested in, in promoting himself than doing what God wanted 
and so he became jealous of everyone around him, starting with his son Jonathan, and then of course with David. What a tragic life he had. What a different life he could have had if he continued to make God his senior partner. And of course our best example in all of scripture is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. For Jesus said many times, um, such as in John's Gospel, I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And he often said things like, I only do and say what the Father has given me to do and say. So Jesus Christ is our perfect, our most wonderful example and model of how to make God our senior partner. Even though he himself was God as well, God the Son, and yet he always submitted himself while he was on the earth to the will of the Father, an exemplary life. Now it says here that uh, one of the disciples, Judas, the other one, the good Judas, uh, wonders why Jesus won't reveal himself to the world but only to his disciples. And Jesus reminds him it's all about the obedience. And he re reiterates here that the Father and he will both come to us and make their home in us. And it's all based on our obedience. Uh, we are to be included in the love relationship between the Father and the Son. And that's a relationship that will never end. It's a kind of eternal and divine uh, love and obedience cycle. Uh, love, trust and obedience. And you and I are invited to participate in that. To the point at which not only does the Father and Son come and make their home in us, but they love us just as much as they love each other. And so we read in the second section that the Father, God the Father, is also our senior partner. That's so wonderful. I want to stop for a moment now, and we'll hear from Matt Redman as he sings The Heart of Worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply Just to bring something that's a word that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you.
and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the word world gives, and do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit will make it happen, Jesus says to us. He restates the connect between love and obedience for the third time in this passage. Verse 15 is restated in reverse. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. Whereas verse 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And so he's repeated that third time in, in the fact about himself, about the Father, and now about the Holy Spirit. So only those who love him, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, will obey him. That makes perfectly good sense. Why would you obey him if you don't love him and you don't feel loved by him? And now in this section, he confirms or reaffirms the coming of the Holy Spirit, the advocate he calls him, that is the one who speaks and acts on our behalf. And Jesus says, he will bring glory to me. Everything the Holy Spirit does through us and empowering us as our senior partner is to bring glory to the Son. Now, some people forget this. Now, in the book of Acts, there was a couple, you may have read about them, called Ananias and Sapphira. And they did a good thing. While other people uh, were giving an example of selling property and giving the money to the church because there were people who needed food and clothing. And so this was a very lovely altruistic thing to do, very benevolent, kind-hearted thing to do, generous even. But these people were coming and laying the profits, the proceeds of sales, at the disciples' feet. But Ananias and Sapphira decided they would keep back some of the profit of the land they sold. They were obviously fairly wealthy. They'd keep back some of the profit, but make out that they were giving all of it to the church, and that's what they did. And when Ananias brought the money and laid it before Peter, Peter basically said to him, Why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? He should be your senior partner. You shouldn't do anything against his will. And then Ananias just promptly dropped dead. And sometime later when Sapphira came back into the fellowship circle and Peter asked her the same thing, was your uh, property sold for such and such and, and did you give it all to us? Oh yes, she said. And then Peter said, well, uh, the people who carried your husband out are waiting to carry you out and she dropped dead too. We think that's awfully severe. After all, just a simple matter of money. But you see, they lied to the Holy Spirit. Instead of making him their senior partner and allowing him to dictate and direct what they did, they just made up their own mind and did what pleased them. So sad. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you and to fill me. In fact, when Paul wrote to the Ephesians, uh, in chapter 5, verse 18b, he says, 518b, he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a command. In other words, being filled by the Holy Spirit is a choice we make. In a parallel passage in Colossians, uh, he wrote, wrote to them virtually the same thing, but he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Wow. So to be filled with this Holy Spirit is to be constantly obeying what God has said. And, and his Spirit enables us to keep on doing that. It's the most wonderful thing to be uh, so filled with the Spirit that it becomes an easy and a joyful thing to do whatever God has suggested, 
wherever God has proposed, and certainly wherever God has ordered. The Holy Spirit is ever the active partner. He's not a silent partner. He's not just someone like in a business who has all the money and all the power, uh, but doesn't do anything and lets us make all the decisions. No, he's the one who wants to make all the decisions and we go along with whatever he decides. He is the Holy Spirit. He has full control of the whole operation. He will teach us, Jesus said, and remind us. And beloved, I am so glad that my life is in his holy hands. And I experience his instruction, his direction, sometimes his correction, and then his training in righteousness, virtually on a daily basis. Dear ones, the Holy Spirit is our senior partner. Is he yours? And to wrap this up, Jesus says at the end of this in verse 27, he promises to give us his peace and the absence of worry or fear. For when God is our senior partner, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's nothing we are to be afraid or worried about or anxious about. He is in full control of our decisions and our, our speech and, God willing, even our thoughts and our, our imagination. Dear ones, God created us, you and I, that we would always live with him in absolutely perfect harmony based on our trust in Him, our mutual love for Him and from Him, and our obedience to His eternal Word. He never planned for us to live in our own thoughts or motives or instincts. Instead, our Father means for each of us to live in perfect or at least an ideal harmony with Him for our entire life. God is ever our senior partner, and in loving, obeying and serving Him, you and I can enjoy life to the full. And now, a couple of songs, first from the third day worship, and then from Stuart Townsend. Here they are. I hope you enjoy them.
Radio Church on 4CRM presented by Pastor Jeff Grant from the Uniting Church at Serena. our Radio Church broadcast on 4CRM Mackay 107.5 FM. I'm going to conclude with the Jude 24 doxology. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Saviour be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. Then when we meet again, we'll close with a final song of praise from Robin Mark, Guide Me O 
Our great Jehovah. God bless you.